This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Boys and girls, non-binary, children of all ages. I haven't said that in a while, so I felt like doing it. Welcome to another board and game pet, edition. And pets of all ages, if you're interested in <laughs> if, listening. If your pets are we, listening right we now. We welcome you. Yes. If your dog's ears perk up, welcome, doggy, kitty, and otherwise, gerbils. Okay, never mind. I'm wow, you to. really... I'm sorry I even brought it up. Yeah, why? Why anyway, did you do this time? Welcome to this magnificent edition of the MFG cast. Yes, yes. Where we talk this episode, as I adjust my glasses, that seemed made me feel very smart, about our challenge. So for those of you who have uh, listened to our board game episodes before, we've talked about a challenge that we created on BG Stats for playing games from our shelf of opportunity. That's right. And we actually played quite a few of them lately. This kind of goes into like what we've been playing recently, so it's kind of just kind of going right into it. Let's like start talking about what we got going on. So we have we still have quite a few games that we still have on our challenge, but but this is a 68 by 1 challenge, meaning we have 68 games that we have added to this challenge that we would like to pull from our shelf of opportunity. And play at least once. Yes. Yeah. And we define our shelf of opportunity as games that we have had sitting on our shelf that we have maybe opened and set aside and hadn't played, have still been in a shrink wrap and haven't played, or maybe have played online through like Board Game Arena or tabletop simulator but haven't actually physically played the yeah. game and even conventions even correct yeah so so it's kind of an all-encompassing one or even games that we had decided to recently purchase we ended up adding them on here towards the beginning of the challenge and we decided to stop that because that wasn't really fair to us <laughs> i think challenge. we probably ended up adding maybe four or five games onto this based on that so so we're really not that terrible of people that we have that many games that are on a shelf of opportunity to play Mm -hmm. but for us it's 68 of them yeah that we wanted to at least be realistic and be able to play them once yeah for this year yeah for sure so we played five of them, so we'll talk about all five of them. We won't go into massive detail about it to make you fall asleep, but we'll kind of talk about, you know, kind of 
you know what what what's going on with the game if it's something that we've purchased previously and decided to get back if it's something that we've been wanting to play and we finally got it to the table so on and so forth yep and when he says we played five of them we've played five of them since we've talked to you last yes not five just this year that are from our shelf of opportunity because so far we've played 14 yeah which I think we're champions. Yes. So far. Well, especially which, especially since it's it's only May. Right. Which equates to twenty one percent of our challenge being completed. That leaves us fifty four games that we still have to play. But have no fear, Kurt. We have two hundred and thirty eight days left <laughs> to play. It's not enough. That is quite a number. Of days left to play, and I feel like we can accomplish it. Yeah, for sure. And then some. Mm-hmm. I hope so. So let's get talking. All right, let's get talking. <laughs> so, because <laughs> we haven't done that you, already. Are you picking on me? Yes, I am. You're a jerk. All right, so back in April, we actually played uh, Dice Theme Park by Alley Cat Games. This is kind of a mm, similar game in the essence of Dice Hospital, one of their biggest first hits basically except for in this one you are making a cool little theme park instead um you're not killing anybody which is cool <laughs> you're it's just um, it's more upbeat yeah it's more upbeat it's just you know sometimes your customers come and sometimes they leave and that's just the part of having a theme park i don't know i had to Whoa. talk like that but that's all I'm because talking. people who own theme parks only talk like that yes correct correct come to my theme park uh <laughs> That's kind of like a, never mind, I don't know. I was going to say, like a dual um, impression. It's like a boppity boopy yeah. and something else. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I can't pinpoint it. Anyway, kinda. anyway, Dice Theme Park. Yeah. So. Um, that was fun. That was one that we added to this challenge after the fact. We had bought yeah. this at a local board game store and we for some reason slapped it on this challenge because we thought hey we don't have enough games to play (laughs) in 365 days 365 days let's just do this one too because we're overachievers well and i figured because you know you and i like dice hospital but also mike and i have also played dice hospital and mike's a big theme park guy he loves theme parks he loves disneyland and stuff like that so i was like well even if you and i don't play it then me and mike will play it so that'll take it off for our challenge anyway Hey, so you make it sound like you made the executive decision to add this to the challenge, but that's not necessarily true. Uh, that's not what I meant. I'm just kidding. I made I'm the decisions. Kidding. I only make the decisions in this yes, family. Yes, you're a man. Yes. You're a man. That's, that's it. That's okay. how our dynamic works. Okay. Not, not. Anyway, so that's Dice Theme Park. Mm-hmm. We really like that game. We do. I I mean, I like any of those kind of ha- games. It's, but it had a lot going on. Holy it does. moly. It does. But it the thing that Alley Cat Games does well even though there's a lot to it and it's a lot to kind of like kind of absorb like it's still i feel like once you get the kind of hang of it it's not that hard to play really you know it's just a strategy of trying to you know make the most get the uh, biggest bang for your buck yes, really exactly yeah and, and you have to be able to manage it yeah. like you just have to figure it out yeah and one of the things i feel like with alley cat games that they've done with dice hospital and dice theme park is that it goes fairly quickly so by the time you're done, you're like, God, I feel like you didn't do enough. So like it kind of amps you up to do it differently the next game or try to make it more. To want to kill more people. Yes. Just kidding. Yes. Not this one you do not. Nope. 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 Not yep. Nope. Yeah. 
Nope. So, yeah. So that's Dice Theme Park. Uh, the next one we played was one that we actually talked about. It was something 2019? that... 2019? Yeah, it was, it was going to come out at Gen Con 2019, and this actually didn't release until 2020, which is very interesting, but it's called The Stygian Society. It's by Ape Games. This one is kind of a fantasy fantasy game where you've got your heroes battling the villains. You have this cool dice tower. It's not a dice tower. It's a cube tower. Yep. It's co-op. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we've been eyeballing this, but we got, a, like, a super blowout deal mm-hmm. on this game through Miniature Market. Yeah. This and the expansions for it, I think, which are two of them. Yes. And so it, like, basically fell in our pocket. This was another one, I guess, we just added to this challenge. Yeah, that's true. Um, because we're overachievers. So, but this one, we had to actually learn how to say it because we were pronouncing it a different way. Yeah. But this one is cool. We, did we sit and play it, was that yeah, a we, couple weeks ago or last weekend or something like that? We played it for hours. Yeah, we played it like the whole night, basically. But it was worth it. Yeah, because basically you're you're going through certain floors and you're fighting certain characters. You have a mini boss and a main boss at the begin at the top, but you could also like like die. All both your characters die and then lose out on this game, so you could possibly not make it to the top. But we actually did. Yep. And then as you're dropping through that dice cube, if the cubes drop. You mean that? Or not dice cube cube. tower. Cube tower. (laughs) Wow, I kind of mix them together. Yeah. As you're dropping your um, different colored cubes through the cube tower, when they fall out or get stuck, if they fall in the field, they're worth certain values. If they fall in the, what do they call that? That's funny. I can't remember what they call The crypt, yes. They fall in the crypt, they're worth more. So you don't want the enemy cubes to fall in there when you drop them because then you actually help them more. But you want yours to fall in there, but you have no control over it because you know how a dice tower works. This cube tower is quite similar. So uh, it, there's a lot of variability, so you just never know. There's also a lot of like variety and variability because all the enemy cards and stuff like that are different, and they're hard. Yeah, they they're are. They're really hard. They are. It's funny because, you know, when we first, at first... Uh, well, when we were trying to learn this game, no offense to Ape Games, but the we I think we got the first edition of this and the instructions. Some of the instructions are very vague, so it was kind of hard of us. It was kind of hard for us to kind of figure out some things. So we really had to dig like some videos and some BGG stuff, some forums to like kind of figure out what's going on. So that was kind of frustrating. Well, then that might have been us because sometimes we're not. Like the greatest with reading instructions, <laughs> like we we read them and then we forget or we read it and we miss it or whatever. But there were parts that I feel needed clarification. Yeah. But it overall, like, I mean, we got a steal of a deal on this. Yeah, and and it, and it and when we were done, like, I was really excited that we played it. Like, I really dig this game a lot. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, could we make a Sunday night of it again? And then I'm like, no, you're role playing. <laughs> Sorry. Shoot. Sorry. Okay. Well, on to on off of that depressing topic of not being able to play it again tonight. <laughs> uh, next is an old 
not going to say classic, but an older game that you really don't hear coming up, and this is Quirkle. And the reason why it hit this list is because we used to have this game, and we got rid of it, gosh, years and years and years ago, and I ended up buying it again, but we never would open it. And I bought it because I got a good deal on it. And I thought, why did we ever get rid of it? Because it's kind of a, a different type of game than we had on our shelf with with the type of play it offered. And so we had this on our list and we actually played this yesterday. And for those of you who haven't played Corkle, this one is consists of all wooden tiles with different colors and shapes on it. Um, very good quality. I think. And basically you're trying to match patterns and colors together. If it's not the same color, it, um, it can only be next to it if it's the same pattern. And then once you get six of those in a row, you've got a quirkle. So basically you're trying to score the most points by playing with um, against other people. But that was kind of nice to bring that back to the table. It's a good, I think, kind of an easy to learn game. And I think it it will hit our table every once in a while. Yeah, I think so. It's 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 got enough strategy that it's you know fun to kind of try to figure out how to you know put certain blocks in some ways, block other people in other ways, get what's called called a quirkle with the six tiles in a row or whatever. You know, it's like it's there's a lot of little strategies with that game. Um, I think I got burnt out on that a long time ago, and I don't know why. Because then when we played it again, I was like, well, this isn't as bad as I thought, as I remember. Which, which is funny because I don't think we played it like a ton. No. So I'm not sure why you were burnt th- out. No, Maybe you just didn't really no, care for it? No, because I think we played it with our families. I think we ended up playing with your family, and then one time mm-hmm. we played it with my family, yeah, too. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Anyway. But that's Quirkle. Mm-hmm. So check that off the list. Mm-hmm. And Oh, and side note, just because we're checking this off the list... Doesn't mean we're not bringing a lot of these back into our play again later. It's really nice because it's kind of introducing them to us so that we can kind of put our foot in the door to be like, yeah, it's okay to play this. You've learned it now. You've opened it and those types of things. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. So that's Quirkle by Mindware. Yep. And the next one that hit our list, this one we've had in our collection for a long time. I think you were introduced to this game. You were introduced to this game by John, gosh, a long time ago, but you guys played it on maybe Board Game Arena or Tabletop Simulator or something like that. It's Seven Wonders Duel. Mm-hmm. And then it we I think we got it for like a fantastic deal. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but you introduced this game to me yesterday because you've played it, but this is one of those that we wanted it to hit an actual table. So that you could experience the physical copy and I could actually learn how to play it. Mm-hmm. And so we did yesterday. Yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, another Seven, Seven Wonders game that it really, like, it's got the same kind of concepts in a lot of Seven Wonders games. So you're using you're using um, resources to build your wonders. You're also, you know, gaining victory points and gaining science or using science to gain certain things and stuff like that. And it's one of those games that it 
you would think it would play a lot longer than it does, but it doesn't. It seems for, for me, it seems like for us, seems like for us. Let's try that. <laughs> it, it plays pretty quickly, and you're you, you're what you're doing is you're putting these cards that are face. Some are face down, some are face up. They're in rows and columns and stuff like that. And They're in different patterns. Patterns, yep. And as yep. you remove cards, other cards are revealed, and you're able to take certain things and. It's, really a duel it really is a duel of a game but it does like to um tag onto your going fast it does go fast because i want it to be longer doesn't mean that i don't like the game because it isn't long Mm -hmm. but i wanted it to be longer because i wanted to do more like one of the our plays because we played this one a couple of times one of our plays you were waiting for me to end the game and I, you just assumed that I was going to end the game. And I'm like, gosh, I don't want to end the game because I want to finish this wonder. And I want to buy this to do this. And I want to fight you for this. And I want to, you know, this, that, whatever. And I'm here like, just finish the game. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but I, yeah. Yeah. Because I wasn't getting enough resources at the time. So I was just like, it's an, inev- it's an, an, ugh words it's an inevitability that you were gonna win that game so i was like just put me out of my misery well because you can so the different ways you can actually win the duel or a seven wonders duel would be to move the fight tracker basically to your opponent's side to defeat them via the military military mm-hmm. i was gonna say army but yeah, i suppose that's military mm-hmm. Or you can. You can get six different science tokens. I totally just checked out. Yeah, on cards and tokens. Mm -hmm. Or once seven wonders are built amongst everyone, then it's whoever has the most victory points. Or at the end of the third age, too. It's whoever has the most points, because once you get to the third age, then that's it. Yep, so there's four. Four different four. ways, wow. And all that we ever hit were the military or the science. Which is funny because I don't, I think when I've played this a few times with John and I think, it, I feel like that those two ways are the hardest ways to do it and we did it no problem, <laughs> it feels like. Yeah, well, it's the luck of the cards, I think, sometimes flipping over and what somebody's looking for and what their wonders are and... Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. How much money you have to be able to collect those resources and stuff like that too. So, but cool game. Yeah, for sure. And it, yeah, it's just one of the. It's the, all the Seven Wonders games are just fun. I think if you wanted to play a longer Seven Wonders game, we just get kind of just get Seven Wonders because that's that's basically that. Like it's still not as long as you would think it would be, but it's probably longer than these other games like Seven Wonders Duel and Seven Wonders Architects. So. Cool. Collect them all. Yes. <laughs> so that's Seven Wonders Duel like, by They're Rupo. like it's like match sorry. It's like matchbox cars for Seven Wonders. It's true. It's true. Okay, sorry Collect about them. that. By Ripos Inc. Nope. Repos Repos So if you're making something, what are you doing with it? How are you making it? 
You have a director. Pro- productions. <laughs> yes, there it is. Yes. Reaples Productions. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, everyone. That's all right. And then the last game that we played that's part of our challenge is The Quacks of Quinlanburg, the Alchemist expansion. Yes. This one I was pumped about because we haven't played a game of Quacks in like ages yes. like to the point of we had to actually read the directions to play the base game mm-hmm. which has to go with the alchemists and so that was funny because we used to play just the toots out of quacks yeah and this i i i not to speak for you but i think this is like one of our favorite games yep so the fact that we haven't played this in so long, we're like, whoa, what is taking us so long? Well, and the funny, the funnier part of it, too, is the fact that we we enhanced this game with, instead of the cardboard chits that you get with the base game for the um, ingredients, we actually bought the ingredients, like the plastic, cool, double-sided ingredients from I think BGG, mm-hmm. and they're amazing. And we have a divider thing from I don't know, not that one place, not from Broken Token, but like foam, Ooh. foam something. Mm-hmm. No, it's not really called foam, whatever. But it's more of like a foam one. And um, we had all that, and we opened it up, and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot we bought these tokens, and they are amazing. They, is it sad to say that they enhance the gameplay? It does. It's cool. It does. It's like, it's probably the shit. Yeah. Our insert is from Folded Space, I remember Folded Space. Foam is what I had in my head. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Folded Space. Way cooler, so. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was awesome. And the Alchemist expansion, I think we were, we played pretty late last night, like for us, because we're old. So it was like 1130 and we were playing it. And so we had picked some of the essence cards. Basically, what you're doing is you're trying to um, treat patients. And so we picked patients that didn't require much thinking, but now that we're looking back at it, we probably could have picked whoever we wanted because it really didn't take much. But it adds another step into your gameplay and another element to play. Hence an expansion, really. Yeah, yeah But sure. it's cool. I liked it. I don't know what to say about it. Some of the patients are pr- pretty funny. They have like kind of funky characters with like earwigs, like literal worms coming out of... This guy's ear, a guy with giant ears. Apparently, they like ears. <laughs> um, giant ears, but they call him something I can't remember. They have something, forgetfulness. That was appropriate right now because I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Vampirism. Yeah. Those types of things, but it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and I like when they do expansions. It, it The theme of it kind of fits with things like this one, like that beaker that's used for the alchemist. It fits on the top of the... Um, pot or whatever you know it kind of attaches to it which is cool i like that it kind of gives like a cool theme to everything well it looks like it was always like that Mm -hmm. versus like having it set on the side as like an not an afterthought but kind of an afterthought yeah for sure so this one was really cool too yeah definitely. and it's sitting right here and it's taunting me and i think we should play it after we're done recording for sure so we should probably finish all right i'm just kidding that's that's our cue 
No. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thanks for kind of coming with us on this journey to, you know, see what games we're playing. And, like, I feel like this time, like, we have nothing but positives to say about every game that we play in. And it was just kind of cool to get those to the table. And like you said, I feel like in the future we'll be playing those very soon. Like, probably now once we're done with this (laughs) episode. Not all of them at the same time. For sure. That would be weird to have like what five tables lined up yeah. and be like we one of like those weird one chess turn game and things. then move. Yeah, exactly. And we'd play musical chairs. Yes, exactly. That'd be weird, but kind of fun. Kind of fun, but kind of daunting. I think I would forget my moves because I, I really think ahead. Yeah, for sure. By the time we get back to that first game. Yep, most definitely. All right, so we'll let you get out of here. Um, yeah. Until next time, I'm Kurt and I'm Tracy, and this was the MFG cast. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.